Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I appreciate you joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. I know that y'all have other things to do, and so I'm grateful for that. I appreciate it. I will try and use it wisely. Managed, thanks to my father and one of my daughters, get some water on the trees today. Although, I don't know in y'all's part of the world what it's like, but here we are under some pretty heavy drought restrictions or getting that way. The rain will come. It always does, as my father says. But sometimes you wonder. We lost a couple more chicks, but not to heat or to snakes. Something managed to get an arm in the coop, but it couldn't get the chicks out. So we've had to add some more bricks around the base of that. We'll see if that does the trick. It's been a hard summer on those chicks. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the promises you have bestowed on us. Thank you for the hope that you give us. Thank you for the peace that you offer and provide. Help us, Lord, help me. Help us to turn to you more often as our first choice instead of our last resort and to seek that peace that only you can provide knowing that no matter what happens here on earth someday we will be with you in heaven forever and there will be no more tears and no more sorrow no more sadness because of your son Jesus Christ and him alone And guide my words, Father, please. And watch over all those that listen and share the podcast. Be with them and their families, please. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So we're going to go back in. Well, actually we're going to start a new little series on Samuel Adams. And... uh, We'll see. Might stay here for two or three days. Kind of depends. You don't know a lot about Samuel Adams. Uh, He was known as the father of the American Revolution. So, (laughs) knows a little bit about what started all this. A cousin with John Adams. And worked for over 20 years as a patriot, leader, Instigated the Boston Tea Party, was a signer of the Declaration of Independence, called for the First Continental Congress and served as a member of Congress until 1781, helped draft the Massachusetts Constitution, served as Lieutenant Governor under Governor John Hancock, 
and later became the governor. He formed the Committees of Correspondence, which helped kind of pull the colonies together, uh, gave them communication at that time frame. It's really the little bit I know, and I'm definitely not an expert on that particular part of history, but it was a great example of of the colonies working together instead of through the government of Great Britain. They, they had to find a way around that. And there's really some great lessons to be learned there as far as the similarities between today and the need for the states to really start to work together with each other around what the federal government has become uh, until we can get the federal government back under control. Um, and I, I hate that I have to, but I feel like I need to say this here, folks. This isn't just based on who's in the White House right now. This has been coming for a long time, for decades. We've, we've had blinders on for far too long. Uh, this didn't just pop up. It may be worse, certainly is worse right now, simply because we have people in power that choose evil over good as their core values. But if we really want to get down to it, you know, why did feminism really get rolling? It wasn't because it was such a great idea. It's not. It's the horrible idea, and it always has been. But it was because men weren't doing, they weren't fulfilling the role that God gave them in caring for women and children, in nourishing them. Right? And why, why is God been kicked out of our institutions. You know, why have why has church attendance and faith dropped so dramatically? Well, it's because we as the church weren't doing what we were supposed to be doing. And so somebody else stepped in and started to. And so The idea that one politician, that the last election cycle is cursing us and none other has before, that it's all the responsibility of that handful, uh, whichever side you want to be on, you can, you can blame Trump and Cruz and Crenshaw and McCarthy and whoever else you want to pick on the Republican side, or you can pick Biden and Pelosi and AOC and Omar and whoever else you want on the left. The problem is, folks, we want to point our fingers at these people and we don't want to look at ourselves. We don't want to make any changes in our day-to-day -day life. We don't want to change how we spend our time. You know, we just did a podcast recently on priorities. How, you know, we claim that God's our priority. How much time do we spend in the Bible? And how, how diligently do we read it? Do we read it to get through with it, to rush through with it? 
as I'm guilty of so often, or are we actually reading it to develop a relationship with God and Jesus Christ? And our marriage, we claim that our marriage is supposed to be pivotal to our family, the, the focal point, but do we act like that? Do we get up each day going, okay, what can I do to show my wife that I love her today, to show my husband? How can I please them? How can I fulfill my roles and responsibilities toward them? Or are we more focused on other things and we put our spouse on the back burner, right? And so you look at the politics, we, we complain about what's going on in the country, but what have we done about it? You look at our founders, Sam Adams, that we're talking about right now, a member of the Continental Congress, <laughs> organized the Boston Tea Party, right? Formed the committees of correspondence. What are we doing? And you say, well, that's such a big problem. Cope with, how, how can I, how can I, I can't do anything. I'm just one man or one woman or boy or girl, whoever you are, because I know I've got a pretty wide range now of ages. What can I do? There's a lot of things we can do in our own individual life. I wonder if we are. So, with that in mind, we'll start to spend a little time, see what Sam Adams, one of our preeminent founding fathers, uh, considered the father of the American Revolution, right? We'll see what he has to say. Going back to that uh, Committees of Correspondence real quick, the goals, right, the original committee formed in Boston, delineate the rights of colonists as men, right, to detail how these rights had been violated and to publicize these rights and the violations thereof throughout the colonies. <clears throat> and, uh, of course, these, the spread of news really took off one of his works, The Rights of the Colonists, 1772, so a couple years, few years before the revolution broke out, the right of freedom being the gift of the Almighty, the rights of the colonists as Christians may be best understood by reading and carefully studying the institution of the great lawgiver and head of the Christian church which are to be found clearly written and promulgated in the New Testament. So right there from the get-go, right? Freedom is a gift of God, God the Father of Jesus Christ. The rights of the colonists as Christians, right? So again, we're a Christian nation. He was talking to the colonists who were almost, almost, as John Quincy Adams talked about, all Christians. And that freedom and liberty, folks, it's based on that. That's a really important thing. They wanted freedom for all men. But our founders knew that the only place that freedom came from was God and Jesus Christ. And so the farther you, and you see this, you look around the country at the places that really have gone away from the commands of Christ, especially a couple places in the country that have gone toward uh, either atheism or we've got a couple places that have gone toward Islam. And, and you look at what's going on there and it's not freedom. 
unless those places are not really following atheism or Islam. Because you do have some of those. You've got, I ran into them overseas. Just like you've got uh, Eastern Christmas Christians, you have some Muslims that really pretty much just practice in name only. And so if they're just kind of go along, get along, you know, and they'll follow the principles of Christ, then, then you don't see it as radically as you do in other cases. Samuel Adams, anyway, we'll get into He's a great example of some things. September 7th, 1774, on the second day of the congressional session, Samuel Adams proposed the meeting to be open with prayer in spite of the various Christian denominations, sects represented. Christian men who had come together for solemn deliberation in the hour of their extremity. To say there was so wide a difference in their religious belief that they could not, as one man, bow the knee in prayer to the Almighty, whose advice and assistance they hoped to obtain. It's interesting here, this really ties into what we've read about a few times on this podcast. I think Justice Joseph's story talking about the fact that the First Amendment was written not to lessen Christianity in any way to atheism or or any of the false religions, but to keep the different denominations from being favored by the state, Methodists, Baptists, whatever, you know, whatever congressional, the different denominations. And Samuel Adams is saying here again, look, and we need to remember this today, folks, really particularly as Christians in the church, but just as a population in general. The core values that used to hold us together don't anymore. And we need to focus on those core values, the key one being that we're a Christian nation, that those principles of Jesus Christ founded this nation. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and strength. Love your neighbors yourself. Marriage is between a man and a woman. The family is the cornerstone of the nation. The marriage is the cornerstone of the family. Limited government, small government, right? Freedom, economy of government that, that a man ought to get to keep what he earns to provide for his family. The inestimable value of a woman at home, loving her husband, making a home, raising their children. Uh, That's just a a partial list, folks, but we've really got to get back to those core values that made us a nation regardless of our political persuasion. And as a church, regardless of if you're Catholic or Baptist, or Methodist, or Church of Christ, or anything else. Jesus Christ is your Savior. We can have ideological differences. But the fact of the matter should be, that's the only way for salvation. That's the only way for eternal life. And when we pray together, regardless of denomination, we ought to all be able to take a knee, and bow before God Almighty 
and pray in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. That ought to be a unifying core belief value. And they started it right there in the Continental Congress. This wasn't something they hid in their private life, folks. It was, it was public. It was, and, and Samuel Adams was saying right here, you know, we're looking for God's help and assistance. I know I've gone a little over. I'm sorry. That's just such a huge point. We'll come back to it again. But we, from the very, very, very beginning, we were founded as a Christian nation. Right there. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.